1: At the half hour, we'll hear about Fibber, McGee, and Molly and how they deal with losing Mrs. Uppington's diamond. Ooh. But first, it's a trip back to the Old West to hear another adventure of Britt Ponsett, better known as the Six Shooter, and the starring role played by none other than James Stewart. I found this interesting. Despite Stewart's great prestige, the show is largely sustained or not sponsored. Chesterfield was interested, but Stewart declined not wanting a cigarette company to counter his largely wholesome image. And now the episode, Gabriel Starbuck.
2: In just a moment, you'll hear James Stewart as the six-shooter, just one of the many fine programs brought to you Sundays on NBC. Later this evening, listen to the NBC Star Playhouse with two of your favorite stars. Hear Stroke of Fate and the story of what might have happened if fate had reversed historical facts. And be sure to keep tuned for the dramatic story of The Last Man Out. It's a wonderful lineup of great programs, all of them heard only on NBC. James Stewart The NBC Radio Network presents James Stewart as The Six Shooter, a transcribed series of radio dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends.
3: (laughs)
4: that, Alf? Short enough for you? Mm. I asked you if it was short enough for you. Well, give me the mirror so as I can take a look.
2: Uh,
4: there. Well? You don't look to me like you cut it at all. Oh, now, Alf. Well, yeah. It's still there, ain't it? Hanging down the back of my neck. Well, I figured you'd want to be in style. Fellow's in just the other day. Come from Kansas City. Said that's the way all Easterners are having a haircut. Well, I ain't no Easterner, and I don't aim to be spending a quarter every week for a shave and a haircut, so start slicing it off. Okay, okay. I need to get the head up. Oh, sorry, Breezy. I I reckon I ain't feeling enough to snuff today. You okay. can say as I blame you. I heard about the town meeting last night. Yeah. You uh, told him yet? I don't see why everybody's in such a rush all of a sudden. You waited 40 years, a couple more hours ain't gonna make no difference.
5: You're, uh, gonna do it today then,
4: huh? Yeah, I'm gonna do it today. Hmm, yeah. poor old Gabe. Wonder how he'll take it. I'm sure glad it ain't me that has to break the news. Stop talking about a breezy and finish my hair. Well, Gabe's a sensible man. He's not gonna hold it again, you know, seeing as how the, the whole town's agreed. And the whole town don't know him like I do. I was here when he first come to Yellowcrest. I don't know if it wasn't for Gabe Starbucks, it wouldn't be Honey,
6: mister. Oh, you're
4: next. it be a couple of minutes. It's Dodge City Papers there if you'd like to read it while you're waiting. Thank you. Nice. Right. Britt. Now oh, you sit still. Britt puns it. Huh? Don't you remember me, Britt? Why, well, uh, I... Alf? Alf Crandall? Alf? Alf Crandall? Oh. Oh, sure, I remember you. Well, what happened to your beard? Uh, Breezy here shaved it off three years ago. Oh, he did? Yeah, a couple of the boys paid him to do it while I was asleep in the chair. Is that so? I ain't never forgiven you for that, Breezy. You could have grown it back out. Well, it wouldn't have been the same. Took me 25 years to get that stand of whiskers. Besides, once Maddie seen me without them. (laughs) Folks do say I look younger. Well, you look so young I hardly recognize you. Well, what about you, Britt? How's the world been treating you? Oh, first rate, first rate. Just hit town. Yeah, yeah. I've been out on the Square Moon Ranch last month or so. I ran into a flock of sheep yesterday, and they gave me such a brotherly look, I decided it's high time i get a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Be right pleased to take care of you, Mr. Yeah, There. That ought to be short enough, Al. Well, feels like you got some of it off anyhow. Uh, Just let me give you a little brush. All right, there you go. Oh, thanks. Sit right down, Mr. Pronson. Well, what'll it be? Shaving a haircut? Ah, uh, a haircut'll do it. Well, you might as well have a shave, too, as long as you're here. I got the kettle on, the towels will be real hot. Why, you won't even feel the razor. No, no, I don't think so. No I matter know. how good a man is at shaving himself, it's not the same as having a barber do it. No, now, you no, take no, having no. a horse shod. You don't do that yourself unless it's an no, emergency. No, you go to an expert. Well, sir, right, it seems to me a man's face ought to be as important uh, as his horse. Yes, but It I, seems I, to I, me I, that right. when a fellow wants to get <laughs> a... All right, Brady, I... You can give me a shave, too. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Ponce, yes, sir. I'll just trim some of this hair off while the water's warming up. You gonna be around town for a spell, Britt? Ah, uh, just overnight, Alf. I'm due back to Square Moon tomorrow. Well, I'd sure like to stay and chew the fat, but, uh, I'm due over to Gabe's Starbucks office. Oh, say, how is he? Hmm? Gabe. Gee, I had not seen higher tail of him in must be over four years. Oh, that's, uh... That's right. You and him used to be real good friends, didn't oh, you? Oh, we sure did. It was Gabe Starbuck gave me my first pony. Well, as a matter of fact, he's, he's aging, Brett. He's aging fast. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He, he, he's not down sick, is No, oh, no. No, Gabe wouldn't let himself get down no matter how he felt. Uh-huh. What's he up to nowadays? <sighs> Same as ever. Well, you, you mean he's still sheriff? Yeah, he's, he's still sheriff. At least he is today. Oh? Truth is, we had a meeting just last night. Decided the town's got to have a new sheriff. And that's what I'm going over to talk to Gabe about now.
5: Uh-huh. You don't want it too short, do you, Mr. Ponce? fellow's in from Kansas
4: City the other day. Says back there, folks ain't cutting their hair so short anymore. Well, he you... He says it, you better uh, trim it pretty close, Breezy. I may not be in a barbershop again for quite some time, you know. Eh, uh, whatever you say. It appears to me. People around here don't want to be in style. Nobody wants to get rid of old Gabe, Britt. The town's changed. Well, we got near 700 people living here now. That many? Yeah, there's a new bank, too. Maybe you saw Yes, I did, yes. Not doing very good, though. Folks are afraid their money won't be safe. Oh, we haven't had any robberies, not for quite a spell. As long as Gabe's sheriff, well, there's not much he could do to stop an outlaw if one did happen to come our way. You know, old Gabe being so old and all.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah.
4: Doggone it, Britt. We all realize that we owe him an awful lot. Cleaned up Yellowcrest. Made it possible for decent people to live here. Of course, that was 40 years ago. Things Mm -hmm. are a lot different now. We, uh... We gotta have us a new sheriff, that's all. Mm Mm-hmm. Does Gabe know you're planning on replacing him? No, I don't know. We ain't told him yet, but... Can't put it off much longer. I see. It's gonna hurt him pretty bad, isn't it? Well, how would you feel if it was your place, he... You give your life to a town, your whole life, and they say we're we're sorry, but we gotta put you out to pasture. You're too old.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, maybe maybe if he was to have a deputy. Well, we talked about that. Town ain't rich enough to afford two salaries. Mm-hmm. Well, Gabe's got a good sensible head on his shoulders. He... That's what I said, Mr. Posset. That's just what I said. He probably won't like the idea of losing his job. Not at first, but. He'll, he'll see that you don't have much choice in the thing. Now, you just lean back. That's better. And be sure and tell me if this towel's too hot. Ooh. Ooh. Little warm? Like can stand Real glad you don't think we're being too hard on Gabe, Britt. Say, gives me an idea. Well, uh, seeing as how you understand the predicament we're in, about Gabe, I mean... Maybe you wouldn't mind sort of
6: preparing him? <laughs> no,
4: no, 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 wait, wait, just a minute, Alf, I... I, I, I oh, just, now, your old friend you said so yourself. It, it'll be different having the news come from you. That's no, it's none of my concern. Uh, here's another towel, Mr. Ponson. Now, just lean back. You're going to be seeing him anyway, Brett. Now, all you have to do is kind of lead the conversation around to him retiring, you know, lay the foundation and... And then later on, when everything's... You're... I won't do it, Al. I won't do it. Now, you're just wasting your breath. You just... How oh, in thunder am I going to get this lather on, Mr. Ponson, if you keep moving around like I'm that? I'm only asking you to talk to Gabe because, well, I'm, I'm apt to say the wrong thing. You know me, Britt, always putting my foot in my mouth. And i still. Uh, now, Al, I tell you, you're you're not going to
2: put... I'm... Your own fault, Mr.
4: Ponson. I told you to keep quiet. Please, he's right. Just, just sort of take it easy, Britt, while I sort of explain what I had in mind and... Then if you still aren't willing. Well, between the shaving and the hot towels and Al harping at me, well, I not that I agreed to tell Gabe that Tom was getting a new sheriff. I, I didn't agree to that, mind you, But all I said was that I, I'd sort of feel him out and see how the land was lying. Anyway, about 20 minutes later, I was coming along the boardwalk, heading for Gabe's office. Huh. Well, it sure sounded like shooting to me. When I looked around, nobody seemed to be paying any attention. What's that? The fellows arguing politics over the post office steps, they didn't even stop to take a breath. And the ladies in Johnson's mercantile, they went right on measuring yardage like they hadn't even heard it. I was pretty sure where it was coming from now. It was right behind the sheriff's office. I uh, opened the front door. No sign of Gabe. No sign of anybody, for that matter. And, oh, oh, then I saw him. Right through the back window. And I saw why folks hadn't been very upset about the gunfire. Gabe was having himself a little target practice out there. Aiming at a tin can, sitting on a pile of lumber. It had just been four years since I'd seen him last, but... Oh, he, he looked good ten years older. Smaller, too. He kind of shrunk and bent over with thin yellow-gray hair and long, bony arms that didn't seem to have much meat on <clears> them. <throat> yeah. He sure wasn't having much luck hitting that tin can, either. Oh, Gabe. Hmm?
6: Who... Oh, it's Brett. Brett Pawson. Brett, How I'll be doggone. Well, it's sure good to see you. <laughs> For a second there, I didn't recognize you. His son got my eyes. I blinded me, son. Sure. Uh, how are you, gang? Well, <laughs> never better. Never felt better in my life. Glad to hear. Well, I... <laughs> I was just, um... Just doing a little shooting. Yeah, yeah, I saw you. Oh, well, not that I need any practice, you understand, Brett. I... But I was worried about one of my guns. I think he throws a little to the left. I say. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's why I missed my last shot. Uh,
4: uh, <clears throat> in guess you saw me miss it. Oh, well, boy, a man can't hit anything if his gun's not working.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go inside where we can sit down and have a talk.
4: Fine, fine. Yeah.
6: <laughs> well, you're looking good, Red. Real good.
4: Oh, well, a little older,
6: maybe. But well, I guess that happens to all of us, doesn't it? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Man's only as old as he feels. Uh huh.
3: Yeah.
6: yeah. Just take that chair, Britt over there. Oh, fine. Yeah. I'll sit by the window here. Where I can keep an eye out on the street.
4: Uh, Yeah, I I uh I was kind of surprised to hear that you're still
6: sheriff, Gabe. Don't see why it should have surprised you. Well, you know, all you 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 must be getting along, Gabe. Well, I'm sixty four, Britt. sixty four last spring.
4: Now, uh, now, uh, Gabe,
6: well, might be 65. The family never kept no records. But I ain't no, no older than that. Uh, no. Don't look no older. No, no. Do I? Oh, no. No, no. no. Huh. You, uh, you still living alone? <laughs> of course I am still living alone. You think I need a keep or something?
4: Oh, no. I, I was just wondering if you ever got a hold of that ranch you used to talk about. That's all. You remember? Ranch? Yeah, don't you remember that one? When I was a kid, you always said someday you are going to have a
6: ranch. After you'd retired from being sheriff, of course. Oh, I still aim to do it. When the time comes, of course, there ain't no sense in thinking about it now. Oh? No, oh, no. Yellow Crest is growing, but growing fast. That's when the town needs law and order the most. When it's busting its britches. And seeing as how I'm the only experienced lawman in these parts, well, it's my duty to stay on the job. I owe it to the folks here. Why, if I was even to think about retiring, well, they just wouldn't know what to do. They'd be plum helpless. Well, I ain't got no choice, Britt. You know how it is. Sure. Sure, Gabe. I, uh... Yeah,
4: I, I know...
2: We'll return to James Stewart as the six-shooter in just a moment. The winter brings extra hazards to the motorist and the pedestrian. Longer hours of darkness, poor visibility caused by snow, rain, and fog, and slippery streets call for extra caution. The National Safety Council urges that for safety, every motorist should always adjust speed to road and weather conditions. Keep the windshield clear. Never slam on your brakes if the road is wet or slippery. Pump them slowly to slow down or stop. Use tire chains on snow and ice. And keep a safe distance between your car and the one ahead. Guard against that one accident that might take your life or ruin it. Now, act two. Of The Six Shooter, starring James Stewart as Britt Ponsett.
4: We had a long talk, Gabe and me, sitting there in the office watching the wagons creak along outside the window. I guess we've about covered everything folks we'd known, old times. The only thing we didn't discuss was Gabe's retiring from sheriff. Anyhow, after I left him, I had supper and took a little stroll. Oh, it must have been about nine o'clock when I got settled down for the night in my room in the Parker Hotel. The bed was real comfortable, much softer than those bunks out of Square Moon Ranch. Maybe that's why I had so much trouble dropping off to sleep. Yeah? Yeah, who are they?
6: Alf Crandall. You asleep,
4: Brent? Right? Oh, no, no. Come on in, Al. Oh, come on in. Alf. I'll just get this lamp turned over. Here. There we are.
6: I didn't mean to wake you. Ned
4: Parker told me you only turned in a few minutes ago. Yeah, pull up the chair. Yeah, thanks. You know, I was looking for you this evening after supper. Well, I went for a walk. Oh? You were right, Alf. Yellowcrest sure has changed. That's a fine new church going up there by the creek. You know? Yeah. Well, what I wanted to find out, bit was uh, whether you talked to me. new Gabe buildings about. over south, too. Mighty fancy houses. There. Some of them look like they're going to be two stories high. Over there. Yeah? How'd he take it? Why, how did he take what? Uh, oh, you mean Gabe? Well, who else would I mean? Well? Well, I didn't tell him, Alf. Huh? I told you I couldn't do it. I well, when I I I just couldn't do it. I don't blame you, Britt. I shouldn't have asked you in the first place. It was my job. I did kind of hint around once or twice, but I could see what it did to him. I just just the idea of not being sheriff anymore. It's it's all he's got, Alf. He doesn't have a family and kids to worry about. Gave to the sheriff a yellowcrest, and if he ever stops being the sheriff, he he won't be anything. I know, Brett. I know, but what can we... What, what's that? The, the alarm bell. Must be a fire, I reckon. There's Mark Fawcett running down the street there. He'll know. Oh, on this window. Stuck tighter. Mark! Mark! Up here, Mark! What are they ringing the bell for?
5: Somebody robbed the bank! The bank? For are meeting over at Sheriff's office!
4: Well, I guess it was bound to happen sooner or later, Brett.
3: Yeah.
4: Hand me my pants, will you? The bell was still ringing when Alf and I rode up to Gabe's office. Everybody in town was heard of by now. There were 10 or 12 men standing around the streets, others coming up from all directions. Gabe was standing right by his horse, right in the middle of things, taking charge. There wasn't much doubt about it. He was still Sheriff of
6: Really, uh, You boys know Britt Ponson, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It now what, what happened, Gabe? Well, it was just an accident. I seen him. An accident, pure and simple. They was riding out of the alley from behind the bank, giving the horses a spur. Couldn't get a look at their faces, but the way they was riding, that made me suspicious. Uh huh. So I thought maybe I ought to see if everything was all right at the bank. Went around to check. Back door was broke open, wide open. People scattered around inside. Uh, Jim Waterby's over there now trying to find out how much they took. You can try to follow them, the outlaws. Well, they was gone before I knew there was outlaws. Uh, before I knew for certain, that is. Yeah. But uh, I seen which way they headed. East.
3: Don't oh, make oh, sense, Jay.
5: They'd have to cross the Salt Flats if they went
4: east. That's the way they went. Right toward the flats. Well, you must have been a-seeing things. Man to be a fool to strike out that way. Sure, <laughs> 200
6: miles without a waterhole. Oh, I bet they turned
4: off, went up in them
3: hills.
6: Well, I'm the one who's seen them, ain't I? Yeah, yeah, $2,500, yeah. Gabe. That's what they stole. Oh, that's so, Jim.
3: Oh. sack oh. of
6: gold and a sack of currency. Yeah. 2500 as close as I can figure it. Yeah, boys. Let's see if we can pick up the trail. <laughs> Easy, Mr. <laughs> Easy. Rusty. Easy. Oh, uh, They'll determine to chase him out onto them flats.
4: Yeah,
5: yeah we want to catch him, don't we? Uh, if sure. we do, we got to use our heads, Gabe. Men smart enough to rob that bank he ain't going to take a chance on but, dying out there in that salt. They'd go for the hills. Mark oh, is sir. right, Gabe. Oh, yeah.
6: You tell me, I can't believe my own eyes. Yeah, well, it was pretty dark. Maybe you got confused. Maybe it looked like they were heading east. Now, we're only wasting time arguing with him. Let's go. Yeah. I'm the oh, sheriff oh, of Yellow hey. I'm running this posse, ain't I,
5: Gabe? We're uh, we're riding toward the ridge.
3: All right.
5: Come on,
4: Rusty. Come on. Oh, Gabe. Hey, Gabe. You can't stop him, Brett. When he gets his mind set, nobody
5: can stop him. Guess this just proves we was right about, Gabe. He ain't up to the job of being sheriff no more. Yeah, no, I guess so. you're oh, right. Go. Okay, boys, I'll lead the way. Oh, uh,
4: yeah. you no, you've got enough man out me. Search yourself. I watched him wind along Toward the rise Of the purple hills West of town After a couple of minutes The night swallowed him up And the hoofbeats Trickled off Into silence All right, Scar Come on I turned Scar east It wasn't like Gabe To be stubborn About something As important As a bank robbery Oh, I'll grant you It didn't seem Very sensible For a couple of bandits To take off Across the salt flats And Gabe's eyesight Wasn't what a Had been once, of course, but I just couldn't believe he'd he'd be dead wrong. Scar threw up his head when the smell of salt hit his nose. (laughs) He sure didn't like the idea of walking out into it. Easy, boy. Easy now. Easy now. We're not going very far. Come on. Come on now. Nothing but white, as far as you could see. Stretched out taut like a cavalry blanket. White salt picking up the moonlight and bouncing along ahead of us. The funny thing, though, there there was only one set of hoof prints out there on the flats. Well, about ten minutes later, I spotted Gabe. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, boy. He wasn't riding very fast, so I slowed up. I figured it was just as well Gabe didn't see me. I I didn't want him to think that I'd tagged along because I was worried about him, you know. And then the darndest thing happened. He swung his horse around and started backtracking. Here, boy. Here, boy yeast car over behind a couple of gray boulders So we'd be out of sight And Gabe came right toward us At first I thought he knew where we were Then he turned his horse again And walked him out in the saw but for a couple of minutes I couldn't figure out what he was up to It seemed to me like he was just wandering around No purpose at all And then the next thing that happened It was even stranger yet Gabe jerked his gun out of his horse And he began firing And he wasn't aiming at anything he, As far as I could see He was just shooting up into the sky yeah, he left off two or three more shots and wheeled around and galloped past me on, on his way back to town. And I saw him reach in his saddlebags and bring out a couple of cloth sacks and hook them over his saddle horn. They were the kind of sacks banks use for carrying money. Yeah. Well, there just wasn't any doubt about it now. The story of that bank robbery was something Gabe had made up out of a whole cloth. Uh, oh, somebody had broken into the bank, all right. Well, it wasn't an outlaw, though. It was Gabe.
3: <sighs>
4: well, I, I waited over maybe 15 minutes. and Then I, I heard the alarm bell start off again. The posse would pull up in front of Gabe's office. Bill must have brought him out of the hills. Gabe was handing the cloth sacks to Jim Waterbury. I pulled up just in time to hear the tail end of what he was
6: saying. I ain't sure I hear him, you understand. This gun of mine's been thrown a bit to the left lately. But when I started shooting, they dropped these here bags and went galloping off. By the time I stopped to pick up the money, I reckon that's what's in them, well, them outlaws was just plum out of sight.
3: Yes, sir.
6: I figure there wasn't much need of chasing them no further. Like as not, they'll never make it cross us all anyway. Now, you did right, Gabe. Uh, and it looks like it's all here every cent. Hey, Rich!
4: Rich! You hear what happened? Gabe caught up with the bandits, shot it out with them, and brung back what they
5: stole. Dirty. Yeah. Ah, uh, that don't seem possible. I'm having a head start and all. Well, you know Rusty when I give him his head. Well, maybe the bandits was lost.
6: Maybe they didn't know about them flats. Yeah, I reckon they didn't. I reckon that's it. Uh,
5: if they knew where the bank was, they'd know about that salt. Oh, that's yeah, right. Right. that's right.
6: Uh, what are you getting at, Mark?
5: I don't know. There's something funny about this. There's two of them, you said, huh? Yeah, that's right. Two of them against you? Well, what's so funny
6: about that? Many's the time I shot it up with more than two men. Let's ride right out there, boys. Have a look
4: around. Well, whatever you say, Mark. Sure. Uh, 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 hold on a minute. I think maybe I can save you a trip. Huh? Uh, yeah, the, the fact is, I was following Gabe. Oh,
6: I know what? Yeah, I, know.
4: I, I followed him right on, out onto the flats.
5: And...
6: What?
4: Oh, I, I know you didn't see me, Gabe. I was behind you. But I could see you
6: just plain as dead. No, 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 now, Britt, you got to let
4: me... You
5: mean you've seen the gunfight, too? Listen yeah. to
6: me, Britt. Listen to me. Uh, was he telling the truth, Britt? Yeah,
5: that's right, was he? Well, I'll tell
4: you one thing. I never saw a fight like that before, not in my whole life. Well, yeah. really? What about the bandits, Britt? You get a chance to recognize them? No, 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 I'm afraid it didn't. You didn't stick around, eh? Once Gabe started shooting? No, no, I, uh... Well, as a matter of fact, when Gabe was through shooting, well, it was like they hadn't even been there. No. I'll be
6: darned. I'll be darned.
4: Mm-hmm. That's... That's what it was, all right. Just like they hadn't been there at all. I don't know how Gabe found out that the town was talking about having a new sheriff. I guess he sort of sensed it the way folks have been acting. Of course, after this, this hold-up, well, they figured out maybe they could afford giving him a deputy. Jim Waterby, that, that's the banker. He put up part of the money, and then they, they didn't have much trouble raising the rest. I had a little talk with Gabe just before I left town. We, we didn't mention that night out on the flats. Neither one of us. But he, he did give me his word that the next time there was any trouble, well, he, he'd uh, he let his deputy do a good share of the taking care of it. But the, the way things worked out, though, there have not been any more robberies in Yellowcrest. Not one single solitary robbery. They—they they say it's because of Sheriff Gabe. Outlaws just don't want to tangle with him. They all must have heard about what happened that time. A couple of them tried to hold up the Yellowcrest Bank.
2: I wonder if you really know how much good you're doing every time you buy Christmas seals. Well, let me tell you something. Something I think will amaze you. It's simply this. Over six million lives have been saved in the fight against tuberculosis since the first Christmas seal was sold. In other words, what you actually buy when you buy Christmas seals is priceless protection for yourself, your family, and your community. So, please answer your Christmas seal letter today. The Six Shooter is an NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is based on a character created by Frank Burt, and the transcribed story is written by him. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture, The Glenn Miller Story. Others in the cast were Herb Vigran, John Stevenson, Lamont Johnson, Dal McKinnon, and Old Gabe was played by Bill Johnstone. Special music for this program was by Basil Adlam and the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. And now, from all of us who each week bring you The Six Shooter, a special salute to NBC-affiliated station WGBF Evansville, Indiana, on the occasion of their 30th anniversary. Happy anniversary, WGBF, and best wishes to all of your listeners. This is Hal Gipney
1: speaking. Stay tuned for Fibber McGee and Molly next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Fibber McGee and Molly and the intriguing episode Fibber and Molly Lose Mrs. Uppington's Diamond. Let's find out what happened to cause this tragedy.
7: The Johnson Wax Program. <laughs> The makers of Johnson's wax and Johnson's self-polishing blowcoat present Fibber McGee and Company with Jim Jordan as Fibber, Donald Novus, the Four Notes, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with, I gotta get some shut-eye. an announcement of interest to every housewife. The sponsors of this program are making you a real bargain offer. For a limited time only, you can buy Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat in special giant size cans for the same price you usually pay for the regular pound and pint sizes. These big cans are one-third larger, giving you one-third more wax or glow coat at no extra cost. Now, the supply of these special giant-sized cans is limited. So to avoid disappointment, we urge you to go to your dealer in the morning or phone him and buy several cans of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat at this money-saving price. House-cleaning days are near at hand, and you'll certainly want to have both wax and glow coat ready for convenient use. So get a supply now while you're offered one-third more for your money. These special giant size cans are on sale at hardware, grocery, paint, drug, and department stores. See your dealer tomorrow without fail. memory has been getting very bad, though we don't know why it should disturb him as he's done nothing worth remembering. However, he's decided to take the famous Gildersleeve memory course. And here, talking to the Gildersleeve representative who has just delivered the sample lessons, we find Fibber zing went the string on my finger, McGee. <laughs>
8: You say this here course is bound to give me results, eh, bud? Oh, it certainly will, McGee. I'm a Gildersleeve graduate myself, and I know.
9: Oh, we are, eh? By the way, what was your name again? It slipped my mind.
8: Uh, Dalrymple. Cyrus L. Dalrymple. (laughs) Well, look, Cy, uh, just what is the principle of the Gildersleeve memory course? In one word, association. Association. Linking words and ideas. Mm -hmm. For instance, you meet a man named Pike. Okay. Where do I meet him and what time? Uh, I'll, I'll wear a red carnation so he... No, gets... no, no, no. This is just for instance. Oh, I catch on to it. Now then, McGee, you meet this man, Pike. And what do you associate the word Pike with? Fish. Very good. <laughs> now then, every time you meet this man, your mind produces the mental image of a fish. So how would you greet him? I'd say, hi, walleye. <laughs> No, no, his name is Fish. Uh, No, that isn't it either. Well, anyway, you get the idea, McGee. Now, what is my name? Your name? You got a bad memory, too? (laughs) Come, come, I know my name, of course. But do you know it? I told you less than a minute ago. Well, let me think. Chucks, can you beat
9: that? Well, of course, I ain't started the lessons yet, bud. (laughs) Now, turn your back to me a minute. Huh? That's it. Uh, One, two, three. Okay, turn around. All right. Yep, I remember your face.
8: <laughs> that ain't bad for a start, is it? Now listen, McGee. My name is Dalrymple, Cyrus L. Dalrymple. Now then, what do you associate with the word Cyrus? A slingshot. A slingshot. <laughs> a slingshot.
9: For yep. goodness' sake, why? Well, I had a cousin named Cyrus, and when we was kids, he hit me with a slingshot
8: right behind the barn. <laughs> Well, all right, if that's what you associate it with. Now, uh, what does Dalrymple recall to you? A slingshot. Uh, Again? (laughs) Well,
9: certainly Dalrymple makes me think of Cyrus, and Cyrus makes me remember the slingshot. No. (laughs) Say, I think I'm beginning to catch on to this here stuff, bud. You leave them
8: sample lessons here, and if I like
9: them, I'll take the complete
8: course. Splendid, splendid. (laughs) And when you complete this course, mark my words, your memory will be just as good as mine. Well, goodbye, McGee. Good day, Slingshot. Uh, Dalrymple. Oh, yes. Slingshot L. Dalrymple. No. Hey, Bud. Yes? You forgot your hat.
3: Oh, yes.
8: (laughs) Yes, I did. Good day. Oh, well,
9: I suppose even Einstein gets his check stubs balled up now and then. Now, let's see these lessons. Hmm. Everyone is born with a good memory. Oh yeah. When you dream of falling, that is a racial memory. You are remembering something that happened when our ancestors were leaping from limb to limb of the trees. I don't know what he means by that. I need a tree surgeon in my whole family. So long? Or, no. God again,
10: come in.. Oh, Mr. McGee, oh man, I'm so glad to find you at home. Hi, Uppy. What's on your mind? Um, tell me, Mr. McGee, are we, uh, are we alone?
9: Are we alone? <laughs> Why, Abigail, I didn't know you cared. <laughs>
10: Why, please, Miss McGee. I wasn't speaking from a romantic point of view. Oh, my. Oh, you silly boy. Well, now, seriously, can anyone overhear us? Well,
9: either way I answer, Uppy, you or Johnson's wax is going to be unhappy. (laughs) I hope we're being overheard. Folks, don't listen for a minute. Uppy's got something confidential she wants to tell me. Go ahead, Uppy, quick.
10: Well, uh, possibly you know, Mister McGee, that I own the famous ten-carat Rajah diamond, and I was too late to get it back to the bank vault before it closed today, and I'm simply terrified to keep it at my home overnight. Would you keep it for me, please? We,
9: oui? oh, now wait a minute, Uppy. Am I the only one you can trust with it?
10: Well, no, no, not exactly, Mister McGee. Dear Horatio offered to sit up all night and guard it. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't have the poor boy losing his sleeve.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Say, don't let that guy guard no diamonds, Uppy. His old man was a crook and he's a jip off the old block.
10: (laughs) Now, please, Mr. McGee, Horatio always speaks well of you.
9: Horatio K. Boomer speaks well of me? (laughs) Actor.
10: (laughs) Why, of course he does. Why, only last night he was saying that if you and he were lost in the woods with only a knife between you, he'd let you have it. <laughs> now, I thought that was very noble of him, really.
3: Yes.
9: I think I get the point, Eppie.
10: Uh... Oh, <laughs> oh, well, anyway, uh, here's the diamond, Mr. McGee. And thank you so very much for keeping it for me. Well, goodbye. Goodbye.
9: Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Look at that diamond. What a hunk of ice. <laughs> Looks like Sonia Henney's backyard. Uh-oh, I better hide it quick. Where'll I put it? Uh-oh, I'll drop it in this glass of water. They'll think it's an ice cube. Huh, it's a good thing I thought of that. Come in. Hello, February. Pepper. Say, do you remember the song you asked Don Novas to sing? No, I don't, Billy. My memory's terrible. What was it? I found a million-dollar baby in the five and ten-cent store. Did I ask for that? Is he going to sing it? No, we didn't think it would be good judgment during Income Tax Week.
3: Oh, let
9: me see. <laughs> hmm. What's he going to sing then? Penny Serenade. Oh, well, that's quite a discount. Well, go ahead, Billy. Folks, Don Novus singing Penny Serenade.
11: Take it, to the, the kid. Once I strayed neath the window of a lovely, lovely lady, and she smiled while I softly played my penny Hear it for a penny, see, 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 just a penny serenade. In her eyes shone the tender dawn of love and sweet surrender. As for me, in my heart I played a lover's serenade. Penny, see, 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 just a penny serenade. In a dream so divine, she was mine, no word had been spoken. When I woke from my dream, she was gone, my poor heart was broken. Still I pray. That wherever she may be She will remember In her heart She will always hear my penny serenade
3: See,
11: see You can hear it for a penny see, just a penny serenade, just a penny serenade, just a penny serenade.
9: Folks, that was a charming little coparetta entitled Penny Serenade. Beautifully sung by Donald Duck. Or no. (laughs) I'm
3: novice.
9: Add rat my memory. Better get busy and study my lessons. Guess I better lock the doors and windows if I'm going to study with a 10 carat diamond in the house. Hello
12: there, Johnny! Remember me? (laughs)
9: <laughs> yes, I remember you <laughs> You're old Addison Sims of Seattle <laughs> How'd that big deal in Peruvian peanut butter turn out? Or was the issue spread too thin?
12: <laughs> hey!
9: <laughs> Never mind, I was just practicing my memory course What's
12: the matter, Johnny? Getting kind of forgetful?
9: Always been forgetful, old-timer Why, even when I was a kid in college, I was the despair of old Professor Knox So just to please him, I left school, saying as I departed, I'm sorry I can't remember things, so just try and forget me not. (laughs) Forget me not, McGee, I was known as in them days. Me? Forget me not, McGee. Frankly, a fearful plop at faking a friendly familiarity with folks' faces. Frequently frightened that my family would find my faculty for flip flights of fancy was a false front. Forever fumbling for a formula to facilitate the free flow of faultless phrases. And finding a pleading flame as the forgetfulness fellow who ever poozled his facts and figures from the frigid fields of the far flung north to the flooded flats of the farthest of the
3: <laughs>
12: That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I heard it. <laughs> the way I heard it, one fella says to the other fella, say, hey, say, I see where this here Sally Rand is operating what she calls a nude ranch at the San Francisco Fair. That's so, says Tother fella, with his eyes bugging out.
3: <laughs>
12: Did she get out any invitations? Nope, says the first fella, slapping his leg. (laughs) Just a bare announcement. I was out there to take a look, Johnny. You could tell there was cowgirls all right. There was chaps hanging all around the walls. (laughs)
9: Nude Ranch, eh? No wonder they're holding that fair on an island. Everybody everybody wants to land in a seaplane. Wow. Now, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Lesson number three. Visualize your thoughts, form mental pictures, and by association. Hello there, Pepper. Oh, hi there. No, no, wait a minute. Your name is right on the tip of my tongue. Say, what is this? You know my name. <laughs> Sure I do, but let me think of it myself. I can recall it by association. He's got something to do with floors. He sells something that prevents scratches, scars, and marks. Marks. Harpo marks. Harpo Wilcox.
3: Hi, Harpo. (laughs)
9: Say, will you talk sense? What's this all about? I'm taking a memory course, Harple. Wonderful, too. See how easy I remembered your name with just a little effort?
7: Well, the lessons haven't done you much good so far. Here, let me test it a little further. Okay. Now, what have I said ever since we've been on the air? About our
9: product. About our product? Well, let me think. I know it was something favorable. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> you usually say something about how, uh... How is it to use? What's your grammar there, Harple?
3: <laughs>
9: you mean, how is it to you? No, no, to use, U-S-E. Oh, well, let me think. I believe you always say something kind of childish about that there. No, I don't either. I say
7: that blow code is so easy to use that a child can apply it. Now, what do I say about there being no need for so-and-so and so-and-so?
9: Which two so-and-sos you mean, Mills and Novus?
7: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, where I say there is absolutely no blank or blank, no rubbing or buffing, right? Correct. Uh-huh. Now fill in these blanks. Just spread a little sweetness
9: and light. <laughs>
7: no, 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 glow coat. Just spread a little glow coat on the floor, all linoleum, with the long handled frying pan.
3: <laughs> no,
7: the long handled applier. Then wait. How many minutes? Well, what's the difference? I ain't in no hurry. <laughs> Twenty minutes Only twenty minutes Till the glow coat dries To a beautiful Beautiful what? Housewife? <laughs> no, no, no It dries to a beautiful Mirror-like What?
9: Let me think Dries to a beautiful Mirror-like uh... Finish well, I'm trying to If you'll leave me alone <laughs> Beautiful mirror-like uh... Finish I'd Quit nagging at me <laughs> I nearly had it there once. <laughs> oh, shucks, I give up. So do I. Goodbye. <laughs> I hope the sponsor didn't notice he went out without giving his sales talk. <laughs> now, let's see. Lesson number three. Names of objects may often be associated with... Hey, what was that noise? Who's there?
0: Nobody. <laughs>
9: Thank goodness for that. Yes, I'm just nervous. Having that big diamond in the house, and they say there's a bunch of crooks in town, too. Uh Uh-oh. Sneak thieves. Who is it? You're right, it's a burglar. A burglar. A robber. That makes a dad rather much noise What you trying to do, make me conspicuous? I've got you covered, I've got you covered No monkey business Al. Raise your hands This is a stick-up Did you say stick-up or hiccup? Come on, get your hands Get your hands, get your hands Stick them up Okay, but if you keep jerking like that, be careful. That gun might go off. Oh, no, it won't. I got the... I got, I got the safety catch on. <laughs> I think. <laughs> you think? Well, don't you know? Well, I'm not positive. 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 I'm not sure. <laughs> Say, are you familiar with... Familiar with firearms? Well, yeah, fairly. Give me that gun and I'll tell you if you got the safety catch on. Well, uh, you pro- promise to give it right back? <laughs> oh, certainly. What do I want with it? You're the burglar. <laughs> well, that's logic. 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 Yeah, that's right. Here. Take a look. Well, the safety catch is on, bud, but what you got that cork stuck in the end of the barrel for? Oh, uh, that, that's a,
12: a silencer. <laughs> All right, hand over the Roger Diamond. Oh,
9: I won't never do no such a thing. I ain't got no diamond here. Now, you go away. I got some studying to do.
12: Hey, what's the matter with you? You aren't even frightened. You aren't even frightened. 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 Scared. <laughs>
3: of
9: course I ain't. I'd be silly to get scared with my memory. The minute you leave, I will have forgotten all about it. Incidentally, you better do something about them hiccups, bud. How'd you get them? Oh, my kid brother. He gave them to me. Oh. Are they contagious? Oh, well, no. But but he put some Mexican jumping beans with my bicarbonate... bicarbonate so- soda mint
13: tablets. Well... <laughs> I'll be gone Good night Good night Good night So
3: long
9: (laughs) The way that guy jerks He could get a job As a chauffeur On a pogo stick (laughs) Well folks While I study up On my memory course Billy Mills will accompany The four notes Singing Uh singing Oh shucks There I go again Hey Billy I forgot the number. Good heavens. Oh, yes. The four notes singing Blue Skies. (laughs) Take it, kids. Blue
13: skies smiling at me Nothing but blue skies do I see Blue birds singing a song Nothing but blue birds all day long, oh, 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 never saw the sun shining so bright, never saw things going so right. Noticing the days hurrying by, when you're in love, my heart fly. Blue days, all of them gone, nothing but blue skies from now on. I was blue, blue as I could be, every day was a cloudy day for me. As good luck came a knocking at my door Skies were gray, but they're not gray no more Blue skies, blue skies smiling at me. Nothing but blue skies do I see Blue, blue, blue birds singing a beautiful song. There's nothing like bluebirds, bluebirds from now on. Thought things are going so right, noticing the days are hurrying by. Blue skies all day long, nothing but blue skies from well, now on.
9: Very good, four notes, very good. If you keep singing like that, I'll have to raise your salaries if I didn't have such a terrible memory for little things like that. <laughs> now, let's see. I better check up and see if that diamond is still in that glass of water. Yep. At least I remembered where that was. Now for lesson number five. When hearing a stranger's name for the first
12: time... Oh, there. Good evening, Pivot Two. Oh,
9: oh hi, Boomer. What can I do for you? Before you do me for something.
12: I come on an errand of mercy, scatterskull Yes, yes Mercy, what an errand I come to relieve you of the responsibility of keeping the Roger Diamond At the suggestion of my dear Abigail Mrs. Uppington to you, Hoy polloi
3: Oh,
9: yeah, that's what you say, Boomer But I don't give that diamond to nobody but her, understand?
12: Come, come, let us not bandy words Hand over the sparkler, prune pit. (laughs) Must I resort to violence?
9: (laughs) Well, that's a nice resort if you can afford to stay there, Boomer. What's your authority?
12: Authority? The authority of the man who expects soon to be joined in matrimony to the dearest girl in all the world. Or hadn't you heard? <laughs> be very glad to have you at the ceremony, Freckleneck. <laughs> you can be a brakeman on the bride's train. <laughs> the diamond whistle stop. The diamond. Come, no, come.
9: Nothing doing. Not unless you got a note from Mrs. Uppington authorizing me to give it to you.
12: Why, certainly, certainly. A note. You betcha. I have a note right here. Someplace. Where <laughs> I put that note... <laughs> Here's a beautiful pigskin wallet I found in the gutter with a drunk lying on top of her.
3: <laughs>
12: Small wire-tapping outfit. Tap on the wire has saved me many a tap on the shoulder.
9: Come on, Boomer, quit stalling. Let's see the
12: note. Oh, yes, the note. i put that note. See, here's a set of false teeth. I'm training them to snap at pickpockets. <laughs> Periscope for looking over transoms. Very handy to locate house detectives when checking out of hotels. <laughs> Look before you leap and peek before you pack. <laughs> Six keys to post office boxes. When I get one more, I'll send them to Jim Farley. <laughs> Seven keys to ball <laughs> a check for short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No, no. <laughs> I thought so. Imagine my embarrassment. Well, I must be off. Have to see my lawyer about getting a rubber check, Vulcanized. <laughs> good day, Chimney Pop.
9: Ah, good old Boomer. He was born in the lap of luxury, but she stood up. Laughter Let's see now. That's number six. You can train your memory. Oh, now, what the... Come in.
10: Oh, oh, Mr. McGee. Oh, hi, i Well, I just got in touch with my banker, Uh and he's consented to open the bank vault for me so I can put my diamond away. I'm so sorry to have troubled you, really. Oh,
9: that's all right, Uppy. Have a chair while I try and remember where I put it.
10: Good gracious. Don't you remember where you put it?
9: Well, no, but, but don't worry, oh. Eppy. I've, I've taken five lessons in my memory course now, and I won't have no trouble with it. You know, where did I put that diamond? Diamond, diamond. I wonder. If
10: oh, I... Mr. McGee. Oh, please. Oh, now, if you couldn't find it, I should. Oh, it would be so. Oh, oh, I feel so faint. Oh, oh, take it
9: easy, Eppy. Oh. Here, here, drink this glass of water.
10: Oh, no. <coughs> Mr. McGee, oh, my. <coughs> Oh, not so fast. Oh. There, there. Now you made me swallow the ice and all.
3: <laughs>
10: <laughs>
3: now just,
9: just take it easy, Uppy, till till I remember where I put that diamond.
10: Oh, try, Mr. McGee. Try. Oh, I'm so worried. Okay,
9: okay. Now now let me think it out by association oh. according to lesson number two. I'll visualize it. A diamond makes me think of a ring. A ring, a bell. Bell recalls a church. Church makes me think of a wedding. Wedding. Honeymoon. Honeymoon. Niagara Falls. Falls. Water. Water.
10: Glass. Oh, my gosh. Oh. oh, Mr. McGee, why do you look at me like that? Puppy, are you on a diet?
3: No.
9: Well, this would be a good time to start. Why? You just swallowed ten carrots. <laughs> report from the hospital that Mrs. Uppington and the Diamond are both doing well. <laughs> I sure am glad I decided to do something about my memory. <laughs> I'm like the guy who joined the girl to forget the foreign legion. <laughs> hey, Fibber. Huh? Fred Allen used that one weeks ago. Oh, oh, but that ain't the point, Harpo. I remembered it. <laughs> Good night, folks.
7: This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night when we'll have another visit from our old friend, Bezu Pitts. Good night.
12: This is the National Broadcasting Company.
1: Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Lights Out, followed by Burns and Allen. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for A Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer.